0: Before we get to today's episode, I just wanted to shout out our partners over at WagerWire. Dynasty Football Talk is powered by WagerWire. WagerWire is a first-of-its-kind app where you will be able to buy and sell your previously placed sports bets, jump in and out of futures all season long, cash in on those parlays before they bust, and trade game, game lines right up to the buzzer. This is going to change sports betting forever. Follow them on Twitter at WagerWire for all sports talk and Twitter spaces for fans by fans. The app launches next year. Be the first to have it by dropping your email at WagerWire.com. Gather around, It's time to pick the draft order. So this is how we're going to do it. i spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it, got very excited. About it. So that'll go over there.
1: Everyone on the count of
0: three, put your hand in, pull out a piece of paper. Here we go. One, two, three. There it is. This is really exciting. (laughs) Number four. Number six. Number one. Number one. (laughs) Tim Brady, mother (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) But that is not where you're going to be drafting. See the kids over there? The kid with your number is your kid. where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches? You you didn't even Uh, pick your own child. That's good, because she's not that fast. Welcome to DFT. Dynasty Football Talk Podcast with my guys, Paul Edgington and Derek Cook. Let's get it! Welcome in to this week's episode of Debbie Football Talk. I am your host, Paul Edgington. Unfortunately, I will not be joined by my co-host, Derek Cook, this week. We had some tech technical difficulties with attempting to record remotely this week, so unfortunately he just won't be joining me. So for the first time ever, I am flying solo on this, so strap in, it's sure to be some kind of wild ride and we'll see how I stumble through this and get on to next week's episodes. I'll be talking a little bit about the early National Signing Day, a couple of key flips and players that I'm really looking forward to seeing in the college game as well as lots of transfer portal commits coming up recently so we'll just kick things off with arguably the biggest commit Travis Hunter did in fact commit to Colorado so he will be following Coach Prime as I'm sure many if not all of us expected him to do it will be fun seeing Travis Hunter at a Power 5 school even if it is the Pac-12 that a lot of people were down on I'm very Interested and curious to see if he'll be used more on offense with the lack of talent that Colorado currently has on the roster coming in. I would love to see him be used more and more in the return game as well as out wide. He is a very good overall. He is an athlete. Lockdown corner. He can also be equally as good, if not better, as a wide receiver in my opinion. I would love to see Travis Hunter convert to a wide receiver Going into the NFL and give us another possibly usable fancy asset. Wide receivers do make more than cornerbacks traditionally in the way the game is nowadays. So it would not be surprising if we see his game more and more go towards a wide receiver as opposed to a defensive back primarily. Speaking of, you know, prime Jackson State wide receivers, uh, former four star. Wide receiver Kevin Coleman Jr. at Jackson State has entered the transfer portal about a week ago. He's not committed anywhere as of yet, but don't be surprised if he follows Coach Prime as well to Colorado. He would be, in my eyes, the best wide receiver, stepping on campus right away in their number one. And Prime also brought his kicker with him from Jackson State as well. So when he said he was bringing some luggage, he was not lying whatsoever. But enough of the Prime and Colorado talk. One of my favorite players. A lot of people are hating on him still. Not really wanting to have any parts to do with him. DJU has committed to Oregon State. Probably at this point the best landing spot for a quarterback. Oregon State could be a top 10 team and contending for a Pac-12 championship this season. They are very good all around. They have a very good returning freshman running back from last season. This is the best landing spot, in my opinion, available for DJU to come into be in a winning program and hopefully boost his draft stock just a little bit. And hopefully he'll get drafted next, in the 2024 NFL draft. If he does choose to come out, he does have two years left of eligibility due to the COVID season and having that extra year. So if he does come out in 2024, I really hope the kid gets drafted. I love his skill set, his arm talent. He'll get you something on the ground, which not every quarterback can do for you. So hopefully he improves, fixes his accuracy issues. Even just a little bit of improvement could go a long way for him and his stock, in my opinion. And then we finally had former four-star Texas A&M running back, L.J. Johnson announced that he is going to go play for SMU and be a must-thing. I think it's a pretty good fit for him. SMU is seemingly getting better and better at producing NFL talent, even if it's mostly been from the wide receiver position. They do have Kamar Wheaton there as well, so they could form a pretty damn good duo for college. And this, it's probably better than Texas A&M for L.J. at this point. With the running backs they have and the type of offense that Jimbo is running and forming at Texas A&M. Seemed like it just wasn't a good fit for LJ Johnson. Still uber talented. So we'll see what he can do at SMU and getting a fresh slate. He still has three years of eligibility. I believe he'll be a junior coming in to this upcoming season. So we'll see what he can do with his time left in the college game. And hopefully he can turn it around. Cause I was very high on him coming into his freshman season and unfortunately we just haven't seen it come to fruition as of yet but hopefully going to Southern Methodist we'll see something out of him rise his stock some and become another player that we'll be looking to go after in the Debbie community like we were when he was coming in before he even touched a college football field we'll go ahead and keep it going with the Texas A&M trend Former five-star wide receiver Chris Marshall has moved on to Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. So that's a damn good landing spot for this kid. Very explosive player. And Lane Kiffin, very explosive offense. Pretty good quarterback in Jackson Dart. And of course, we all know about the stud, star, up-and-coming running back, Quenchaun Judkins. So they also have a very highly touted Tight end, Michael Trigg, transferred from USC last season, along with Jackson Dart. So, with that foursome of players, they're in for another high-flying season on the offensive end, and I cannot wait to see this kid in the offense. It is going to be so exciting. It's a very good landing spot for him. I think talent-wise, even before he puts on the pads for Coach Kiffin, he is the best wide receiver that he has at his disposal, disposal currently. Right now, for my current rankings for the 2025 draft class that he falls under, he is right now my wide receiver. One, two, three, four, wide receiver five in the 2025 class. Overall, he's my number 15 Debbie receiver. That is, of course, without the 2023 class now in my rankings and the 2026 class moving into my rankings. So very, I'm very high on Chris Marshall, and I think this move can possibly shoot him up even higher in my rankings going into this season as well as midway through the season. If he is producing and getting some playing time and looking good on the field, like I think he will, at least from all the information and everything I've seen. Those are about all the possible Debbie-relevant players that have announced their commitment out of the transfer portal portal in the past week, since our last episode. And it looks like Eric Gilbert, tight end from Georgia, has entered the transfer portal. Jesus, man, I do apologize for that tripping up over my own words. But Eric Gilbert is in the transfer portal for the second time. Started at LSU and had a pretty good freshman year originally was going to go to florida and ended up at georgia didn't play his first season this past season he had two catches for 16 yards and one touchdown so absolutely not involved in any kind of plans for Kirby Smart and the bulldogs he bolts for the portal again hopefully he'll find a new home that is going to use his skill set to their advantage he's just a monster big fast strong athletic absolutely everything you're looking for in a tight end I really feel bad for the kid the way his career is panned out so far with the talent he possesses which is very unfortunate so far three years in and he is pretty much a zero for Debbie Debbie rosters, Debbie managers you can't trade him you can't do anything with him at this point you can just hold him and pray that he turns into something he has a really good year this upcoming season wherever he may land And with the tight end landscape in the NFL and the skill set he has, I'm still fairly high on him. I'm sure higher than most people. Just given, like I said, the skill set he possesses and the landscape of the tight end position, I'll still be taking my darts on him for fairly cheap, and hopefully he turns into something in the NFL at least. Sticking within the SEC as well as LSU, quarterback Jaden Daniels announced he will be returning to Baton Rouge. For one more season to hopefully bring the fans a championship that they deserve as he says very surprising to see him come back given the type of season he overall had for himself i don't think he really helped himself going from arizona state to lsu in terms of draft stock and he obviously was not clicking with his receiving core for a majority of the season I've seen many people joke that since Jaden Daniels has come back, Boutte is going to bolt for the transfer portal or for the NFL draft. After announcing he would be returning as well, I think this is a little bit of a damper for Boutte as well as Malik Neighbors for next season. I personally was really hoping to see the very highly touted freshman quarterback Walker Howard compete for the starting job next year and it does not seem like that is going to happen. It will be Jaden Daniel's job to lose, and I don't think he's going to lose it. Brian Kelly seems to be very keen on him. You know, veteran, very good leader and coming back to LSU. So we'll see what happens there. Hopefully with another offseason program between him, Boutte, and Neighbors, they'll be able to form something, have some good chemistry next season and resurrect and get some revenge for the pretty poor season that Neighbors and Butte had statistically and on film. So we'll see what happens down there in Baton Rouge next season. Now on to just a little bit of early national signing day day news. Uh, Number three quarterback in the class, according to 24-7 Sports, depending on the recruiting service you're looking at, it may be a different ranking. But 24-7 Sports, number three quarterback, Dante Moore, Flipped from Oregon to UCLA, and he did cite that the chance to play in the Big Ten was a big positive in him committing to ultimately UCLA and signing with them. He is from Detroit, Michigan, so a Midwestern kid from Big Ten country. It only makes sense he wants to play in that conference, and UCLA, by the time he could be their starter, does give him a chance to do that. So, good for him going to a school that can give him exactly what he's looking for going forward. I was looking forward to see him in Oregon's offense under Dan Lanning, but that's just not going to happen, unfortunately, from that standpoint. But seeing what DTR did in this offense, I can only imagine the type of numbers Dante Moore is going to put up once he is the starter and the development that he will hopefully have into an NFL quarterback I think he'll be a first-round pick at some point as long as he stays the path that I think he is going to be on, and I think going to UCLA does make that a little bit more possible than Oregon, especially with them going to the Big Ten in tougher competition as well. But sticking with Oregon, they did have a pretty good pivot off of Dante Moore. They plucked four-star quarterback, number nine overall quarterback according to 24-7 Sports again. Austin Novosad flipped from Baylor to Oregon on signing day and ultimately did sign with Oregon. Not the biggest kid, about 6'3", upwards of 200 pounds, depending on where you're looking. So a really good get for Oregon going forward, especially losing Dante Moore kind of unexpectedly on signing day. So good for them. I believe Oregon is sitting at the number 11 overall recruiting class. And it is one of the best recruiting classes in school history overall from that standpoint. And from everything I've seen, Dan Lanning is extremely happy with Austin Novosad coming in, as well as all the other recruits. He is building something there in Oregon. I know personally I'm very excited for Bo Nix to come back for another season, and him and Troy Franklin to be together once again. So that'll be something to look forward to for me. And by the time... Dan Lanning gets officially all of his recruits in in an Oregon uniform. UCLA and USC will be moved out of the Pac-12 and on to the Big Ten. So at that point, once Dan Lanning finally has a full team of pretty much mostly, if not solely, his recruited players, they're looking like they'll be the team to beat in the Pac-12 at that point. Also with college football playoff expanding to 12 teams, They could be a perennial contender in a playoff team every single season with how the Pac-12 is looking going forward. And that will bring me to my last topic I want to talk about on this week's episode. My Michigan man, running back Blake Corum, had knee surgery on what people believe is a torn meniscus, is apparently 50-50 on coming back to Michigan or declaring for the NFL draft. Now, that did catch me by surprise. I thought Blake Corum would for sure be declaring, given the very good season he had and the way he has shot up rankings, draft boards, mock drafts, everything as such, as well as the season-ending knee injury and subsequent surgery. I figured he'd be as good as gone by this point to heal up and prepare for the NFL draft, but it seems like he is seriously considering coming back to Michigan, which... For his NFL stock, I hope he does go to the NFL draft. I think his time now is to capitalize on his draft stock and get selected as a day two selection and see what he can do in the NFL. I'm very high on Blake Corm, not just as a Michigan fan, but also from a Debbie and NFL draft NFL draft perspective. Let me pull up my rankings here. As far as the twenty-three class. I have him sitting at RB5, right ahead of Sean Tucker and Devon A-Chain, as well as Kendrae Miller. So I am fairly, very high on him. The running backs ahead of him, of course, Bijan, Jameer Gibbs. Then I have Zach Evans and Tank Bigsby. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Corum could possibly be moved ahead of Bigsby and Evans and be the RB3 in this class for me depending on what Evans and Bigsby do the rest of their career, short rest of their career, as well as combine, testing, pro day, things like that on what they show out. So it's very interesting to see Quorum come out and say that and not straight up declare at this point. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. That's a pretty big decision that would also hurt Donovan Edwards in his junior season next year to once again have to basically be the number two behind Blake Quorum relegated to a similar role that he had this season so that wouldn't be too much fun to see for him as well but we'll see what happens ultimately I think he will declare for the draft before the deadline go out there and make that money for him but that'll wrap up this week's episode of Debbie Football Talk appreciate you guys coming along for the solo ride with me next week my co-host Derek will be back at least I hope so And we will be doing a two to three round Debbie Mock Draft for the classes of 24 through 26. So no more 2023 players in the Debbie rankings for us. Moving in the 2026 players. And then we're going to do an interesting initial Debbie Mock Draft with those classes. And I'm very curious to see where a lot of these freshmen, most importantly the quarterbacks, will land in our Mock Draft. So hopefully you'll join us again next week for that and enjoy watching the college football playoff this upcoming weekend. Hopefully Michigan and Ohio State pull out some Ws. We can see a big rematch with all the marbles on the line. So hopefully you guys enjoy your weekend. Happy New Year and Go Blue!